Bonjour, this is the No Fluff Society podcast, a place where we share our experiences, our wins, our failures, so that you can learn from it, like we did. From mindset, marketing and branding to living abroad, health and womanhood, nothing is off topic here. I'm your host, Laetitia, multi-passionate entrepreneur. I left a comfortable design for me life in Paris to travel the world while working for companies as a brand and marketing specialist. Build businesses I'm proud of, and most importantly, create a life that will be the most aligned and sustainable to who I truly am. And I want to help you do the same. Stay tuned and live with a dose of motivation and an actionable plan after each episode to implement in your life and business. We take the step, we sign the first client, we celebrate, we feel in fire, so creative, we get more and more clients. So many that we start to look at scaling from solo entrepreneur to CEO, so we hire. But then we still feel underwater. We still feel like we have so much thing to think of, to prove, to make sure of. It starts to be draining and not as much fun as it used to be. We start to be between CEO, but still heading our business. And that is when we start to think of system and automation. And today I'm welcoming Claire, a business systems and automation coach and the founder of Artificial Intelligent Consulting to talk to us about how it can increase our efficiency and creativity in our business. Hello, Claire. Thank you so much for being with me today. Hey, Letitia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to that podcast because I think it's going to help so much of us entrepreneurs that have been, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you have so much in your head. And I think mm-hmm. um, what you're going to tell us today is going to really help us like free up our mind. So tell us about you, your story, your business. Tell us everything. Awesome. Um, my name is Claire, as you know, um, I am a systems and automation consultant and I've had my own business now for about a year. Uh, before that, I actually worked in corporate and for nonprofits for just over a decade, actually. Oh, God, it feels I feel very old when I say that. Um, but I, I actually have had this kind of quite unusual career path um, that has really helped kind of define my business. So I actually did a master's in chemistry. So absolutely nothing to do with business, had no desire to ever become an entrepreneur. I was just going to be in a lab and make chemicals. Um, So I started in research. And when I was there, I was working in an innovation team. And part of my role was really around how we could scale up some of these new technologies and how we could bring like innovative new things to to market and it was really really interesting but what i ended up finding more interesting than the the chemistry was the manufacturing side so i got involved in a lot of process design and scale up projects within manufacturing and learn about this methodology called Lean Six Sigma, which is very prevalent in manufacturing, but like there's no reason why you would have ever heard of it if you haven't. But it was kind of like invented by Toyota. And the thing that I loved most about it was um, the way that it really was able to be applied in loads of different areas and really change lives. So one of the stories that I first heard when I was learning about this was the story of this homeless shelter in New York. Mm -hmm. So the homeless shelter was 
every year going out to all the big corporations and asking for money to fund their Christmas activities. And those um, Christmas activities, one year Toyota said was, we're not going to give you any money. But what we will do is we'll lend you some of our process engineers for two weeks to review everything you're doing and see if we can make it better. And what they ended up doing for over the course of those two weeks was they cut down the time it took to serve someone a meal from 11 minutes to three minutes. Wow. And then they moved on and they cut down the time it took to pack hurricane relief um, packages yeah. from uh, like five minutes to something like two minutes roughly. And obviously like that's not financial but the incredible productivity gains that this shelter got just from those two weeks of work completely changed everything that they did they were able to help so many more people mm. the staff were so much happier all of this other stuff and that really inspired me about the power of having some of these great systems yeah. But I didn't stay in manufacturing for very long. I decided I wanted to learn more about business. I tend to like get a thing that I want to learn more about and just follow that. Yeah. Um, and in I this feel case, you. Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. You just hear about it and you're like, what's that? Um, so <laughs> in this case, there was this brand new tech company coming to the UK. Um, they were in Slough, which is, you've ever been to the UK, is not the best place. Um, and they were just, it was like really exciting. And they were like reaching out to everyone, trying to poach people all over the shop. It was a company called Amazon. And so <laughs> I started working at Amazon um, actually as an account manager. So Ooh. completely different. So not manufacturing, definitely digital not chemistry, definitely <laughs> sales, marketing terms, all of those kind of things. And just kind of growing brands online in this new company. I mean, they've been in the US for a few years, but they were new to the UK mm -hmm. and they were really growing really fast. And it was just a completely different way of doing business. And it was super innovative and it was changing the world. Um, and I started working with a lot of different brands there. Um, trying to grow them. And what I found was the things that I'd learned about lean were actually really applicable for mm. these accounts. So just looking at how they were doing business, streamlining their marketing efforts to focus on like creating really clear processes, streamlining all their operations, just these small changes to how they were doing things. We were able to deliver massive growth for those brands. Just so I think we took their conversion rate on their products from like, I think it was 0.75%. By the time I'd finished, it was 7%. Wow. And then we were able to just by looking at their, the way that they were doing their operations, increase their sales 70% year on year for one of the brands, 30% for the other, and just able to really do this in a really effective way. However, I was working at Amazon when Brexit happened mm. as an account manager. And it was the craziest time. So we bought all of our stock in euros at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I went overnight from being one of the biggest and best brands um, on the platform to being horrifically unpopular profitable when our when the currency crashed yeah and then having to manage and deal with that and I think it's so interesting to see when times are good 
how like wonderful and exciting it is but how things turn and how people turn and an environment turns Mm -hmm. when times are bad and you enter into that hustle it's actually a very dark time for me um, with where I was and the team I was in actually and just seeing how how people reacted it it really forced me to look at what was important in my life and what I really wanted and what I cared about and I realized that some of the things that were happening were just not aligned to my values Mm. and so I decided to move and that's when I got deeper into tech so I worked in tech I worked in artificial intelligence I learned to code I did all of these other things and through that process I actually started my own blog and this was my first flurry into entrepreneurship. And, and this was kind of where I got really interested in like social media and meeting other entrepreneurs. And I met mm. all these incredible creative people who were just doing these amazing things and like going out on their own and trying to change the world and mm. really standing for amazing things. But they were all really overwhelmed. Yeah. They all had so much going on. They had mm. this vision, but they didn't know how they could really make it work with everything that was going on and they were just like really struggling and I don't know if you've read Simon Sinek's Start With Why. For sure it's like a classic yeah you have have to you have to read it when you're an entrepreneur I think knowing your why is what keeps you going on the dark days you know it just like keeps you going. Exactly. And it's so important. But he talks about how you have why types and how types. Yeah. And so I was seeing all these why types, but they didn't have a how type. And I was like, well, I have a how type. My background is processes. My background is systems. My background is scale up. Maybe I can help these people. Mm. These people with their incredible whys make it so much easier to live a through having this how and that's when I really got into my business and starting helping working with creative entrepreneurs Mm. to get them that how to get them that system and structure that they need so they can just really focus on inspiring with their why totally because I think the thing when you're creative is just that your dream as a a creative right when you're like into Mm. because I started like a funny fact is like I also major in science so it's something oh, you really? might not know about me, but I actually major in math and physics. Amazing. So I um, oh, used God. to be like you loving everything like that. And I, I switched to creativity. And when you start creativity, you think that doing a business in creativity, you're only going to be able to create, you know, and like you're going to spend your days photographing or creating or drawing, but then you end up being in a business and then mm. you have to think about everything else. And yeah. then you have to think of accounting and stocks and marketing and staff and contract and invoicing. And then you just sometimes feel so overwhelmed that you, you're like kind of burn out in your brain um, oh. and you don't find that, you know, time to be creative. Like you do, but you also have all those things behind your head. So when you stop being creative, you still have all of those things. And I think it's something you don't, understand when you start you know and the thing is like the busier you get the the hard the the louder those things in your head gets because you have it's a good thing to be busy you know in your creative entrepreneurship but then you have more of those things in behind and that's when that's when it gets hard exactly and I think that's the thing we don't realize and I think we don't I think we underestimate how much that 
back yeah. noise, like that, mm-hmm. like back of the head chatter going on our brains really impacts us. Even if you can even feel good and feel really happy about everything, but like you're not sleeping that well, mm-hmm. or like some days you just feel off for some reason. And I think we, our brains only have so much that we can really keep inside them. And if we're keeping all of this stuff inside it, like that, like pressure has got to go somewhere. It's going to come out somewhere. And so another big part of my journey, I have long suffered and and a lot of my family members and a lot of my really close friends have really struggled with our mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think so much of that in today's society is we have all this back, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you still have all this stuff in the back of your head that's going on. And if we don't find a way of getting it out, if we don't find a way of kind of like talking it through with someone and being able to help someone, then it just kind of takes over and it just stops us from being able to deliver our potential. So I just love being able to kind of come in and help people get that out of their heads. Yeah. <laughs> like I just love it. Like I really enjoy like just seeing like we can talk about like the financials and everything else yeah. to do with systems but like the really joyful thing is that just that you can tell when someone just like relaxes yeah like it's just like a complete load off their mind and like it's it's worth everything yeah no I totally understand it's just like you know sometimes you when you see like some biography um about people that are successful entrepreneur or like even you, you see Mark Zuckerberg and things like that and they're like for example they only have like a certain type of uh, clothing that they wear so they don't have mm. to think about that or you do meal plans so you don't have to think about your food it's just that you're trying to get out of your brain like stuff that you actually need to get done every yeah. day so that yeah so there's like give more space to something else and I think we don't see how much we get from that until we actually are in it and we're just like oh yeah actually it's way more easier like that yeah I think there's a really great quote which I'm definitely going to get wrong from Einstein actually (laughs) and it's kind of like why would I bother to think about anything that I any piece of information or remember anything that I can access easily and I think that's a really good way of thinking about your business if you can get it out of your head if you can put it out into a system do it and then just like think about the stuff that can't be systemized or think about the Mm. stuff that like you actually need to do but just everything else out (laughs) so that you can really focus and really do that yeah for sure so for you what are really the the benefits of having uh, systems what do you see in your like the customer you have what do you really see on the benefit yeah so the kind of there's there's kind of two things and I touched on it already but there's like obviously the the financial and scalability Mm -hmm. one so we'll talk about that first so when you have systems in place you can really understand what is actually moving the needle so you can really focus on what's going to generate you the most clients the most money Um, The other benefit, and so, for example, some of the clients that I've worked with in terms of financials, the benefits are really around profitability, Mm -hmm. which is something that I think we don't talk about enough. It's all about trying to hit those sexy revenue goals. But if you do that and you've spent like 75% of what you've bought in on your team or on softwares that aren't really serving you, then is is that really like the best way of doing things? Whereas if you have good systems and processes, you can get that same revenue goal but only spend say 50% or 25% and then your take home is much better. And then um, also just around capacity. 
when you have it streamlined, when you have those processes in place, that just gives you the space to be able to take on more clients, mm. be able to do more projects. So you can really start to grow and scale and build momentum without it becoming overwhelming. And that kind mm. of is the second like bucket. I just think that business should, should be around supporting your lifestyle and like, it, it's not like necessarily just about making money. It's about being able to take a month off or being able to stop work at four because like your favorite restaurant has a table and they can only do five and you need time to yeah. get there and you want to get changed. And just you like can spend your weekends like just hanging out with your family. If someone gets sick, you can go to them. If you decide, hey, I want to go um, to a yoga retreat tomorrow, you can do that. And having those systems and structures in place so it can work without you, that's the biggest benefit. It's that mm -hmm. freedom, that peace of mind, knowing your clients looked after, your businesses looked after, and you can just enjoy all the hard work you've put into it. So far. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like... A lot of like um, a lot of goals that we have as entrepreneurs. Like I think freedom okay. is the main reason um, that we do what we do. With freedom and impact is I think the main why in what yeah. we do what we do for sure. Exactly, for sure. but if you if you if you do that, it can so easily go towards the level of impact of wanting to just help more and more people and do mm. more and more and if you don't have the structure in place that can really be to the detriment of your freedom as the entrepreneur and you can mm. only do that for so long before you just completely sure. burn out for sure and I think it's it's the time when you need like you say systems and you need a team like at yeah. some point being a solo entrepreneur is like bringing a lot of tension And because you can, mm. if, you're, if you're a solo entrepreneur, but in, in the done for you business, mm. if you have structure and everything, but then you don't have a team, a lot of things still rely on you. You totally need the two. But sometimes if you have the team, but you don't have the process and they always need you, you know, to like, oh, did you do that? Oh, did you do that? Maybe you said that. And you don't understand how much you actually tell that to people. Like, can you, don't mm. forget that. Can you send that? Can you just do that? And it feels like, that can't keep going without you because you have a team but you exactly. don't have the process so exactly like they only need you all the time <laughs> exactly you end up doing like the work of yourself and your team because you can't because they're not even they can be the most amazing yeah. team like the best people I've definitely had experience my first VA She was amazing. Like she was like so like on it, but I didn't have the processes yeah. and I wasn't communicating clearly or I didn't have it all done like in a way that really made sense to her. And so just everything went wrong or like we missed deadlines or things weren't working out. And it was, I was like, it was really hard because I'm like, you are great. I know the problem is me. <laughs> like, like I know this, but I also have to let you go. <laughs> Like, you don't know how often I apologize to my team because I'm just like, I'm mm. sorry, it's me. I should have tell you exactly what I wanted and when I wanted it. Because sometimes, you know, I feel like for me, for example, I have so much things in my head. There's yeah. so much in my head. And sometimes I just say it out loud. And for me, it's like, I say it so it's, it's real. But if I don't write it down or tell them, okay, I actually need you to do that by that, then it's not their fault because they didn't know because... I wasn't clear enough 
And I think exactly. it's like when you're a solo entrepreneur and you start to have a team, that's when you need process. You need to, yeah. you need to know because then you can't complain if people don't do things the way you want to do it because you actually didn't really tell them or you didn't guide them through that, through that process. So Exactly. It's really, it's a really interesting like transition. I'm also kind of like building up my team for my agency to be able to kind of have more impact and more freedom as we've yeah. said. And even though I do systems, like systems with a team is another level so I can like and 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 it's so interesting because like the things that I do I have had to take myself on as a client basically <laughs> and just being like okay so like I know in my head what this is and I know how to make it work for other people let's make it work for myself <laughs> so what does that look like and how does that go and so there's that whole le level up then there's also this really interesting transition as well which is like letting go Because yeah. it's never going to be the no. same as how you would have done it. Yeah. And that's not necessarily bad. No. But like, I remember one year for Christmas, I asked my mom for a purse. And in my head, I had this like beautiful red leather, like image of what it was going to be. And then she <laughs> got me one for Christmas and it was orange. And I was just like devastated, like for a second, not because I didn't like it, but because it wasn't how I originally yeah. visioned it. And like now I love that purse and I love that like the wallet, I've used it for years. But I think that's like a really good metaphor for how like the transition, like with a team, it can be just as good. It can be even better, yeah. but you still have to go through that mental process of letting go of like what it was when you did it. For sure. For sure. And it's like, I think really hard when you're like sometimes like a, like a type A perfectionist kind of like person in their own, your own way. Like, I think having a team really helped me a lot of letting go and trust mm. them. Like, I know I have some part that I really want it to be done my way because that's very mm -hmm. important to my business value and how I like it. And that's, I think, when that has to be a process, right? Like something that you don't want, like something that has to be that way and no other way. And I think it's just about finding that right balance of... Things like, so there will always be things that need to be done in a very specific way. Accounts always need to yeah. be done in a very specific way. There needs to be a very specific. And if it's something like that's really core and key to your brand, that needs to be done in a very specific way. But it's always finding that balance in your processes between getting it right and hitting the specs and then allowing for that creativity and, and, and flow within your team, which actually, when you give that space, that's what really takes it to the next level because you create this kind of like melting pot of all these different minds and all of this different like talent. And if you can have a process that ensures that, yes, we hit all the milestones, we hit all the things that mm. are really important and I can trust that so I don't have to worry about it. But also you can do this, like you can have this though, you can have this creative freedom and being open to those ideas. I saw it throughout my career and the way that we worked because I was always working in innovation teams. So it was always like trying to come up with like new ideas and new, new ways. And, and it's, it's really amazing when you can get that group of people together and you can really allow for that creativity as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's that, that limit between having that automation and system, but not micromanaging, micromanaging, I think micromanaging, I'm not sure how to say that. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, I think you're right. It's like that time to give them creativity and not just yeah. being like robots 
hitting like the task. Yeah, be totally right. Okay, can you share any tips with us on how to start implementing system or process and automation, things like that? So I would always recommend starting away from the system, away from the automation really far back. <laughs> so first thing you want to, the first and most important thing when you're like systemizing your business is to understand your vision. Mm -hmm. Like, where do you want to go? Like, and, and I really encourage you to think about this, not only in terms of like your impact number of clients and, and financials, but also your lifestyle so that you can mm. build something. Because some people will want to work five days a week, nine to five in their own business. Some people will want to work like maybe Monday until midnight, Tuesday until 1 p.m. and then never again in the week. And some people will want to work just like four days in a week. And it's important to understand that because mm -hmm. that kind of lifestyle and how that goes will really impact how everything else is structured. Mm -hmm. um, so always start with that vision and, and don't start with like where you are now. Start with where you want to get to because if you build your system for now, then you're kind of stuck in it now. Mm. If you build it for the future, then you can kind of, it will help you get there faster because the structure will be set up for that and when you get there as well you won't have to redo your systems <laughs> so it sure. just helps so once you've kind of got that then it's really about the, there are only like a few few core kind of processes in business I think we love to complicate things we love to make it this huge thing in our minds and like there's like a million different things but once you kind of have like what's making money how do I want to live Then there's really only a few things. So you've got like your marketing, your sales, your clients, a couple of others, but like that's basically it, how you manage your team. And I would really encourage you to just focus on one at a time and focus on kind of like building it steadily. And so thinking about what are kind of like your key steps. So if you take, for example, one that takes up a lot of time and I think as well when you're working in a service-based business, there's kind of two things. Like one is creating content for your own business yeah. so that you can continue to market and fill your yeah. pipeline. Mm. And then the other one is delivering for your clients. So mm. I always encourage people to pick one of those two to start with when it comes with systemizing uh -huh. because they're kind of like the two <laughs> like sure. key ones for building up your brand. So if we, if, if we take the example of um, your clients, Then just kind of like map out, okay, for this client, if they come onto this package, what are those key steps? And think about just like, what are like the things that absolutely have to happen? Mm -hmm. And then once you have that all laid out, you'll be able to see, okay, so this one definitely needs people involved. Like if you're creating content or you're making a website for a client, or in my case, mm -hmm. you're like building SOPs for someone. Mm -hmm. like someone needs to do that you need like a manual person to do that but there'll be other things which are like transferring information between two people yeah. or putting a piece of information in a place mm -hmm. or sending someone a notification when something's done those are things that can be automated mm -hmm. so you can start to like map out but before you automate one thing I would say is I would always recommend trying the process and like going through it before you automate it. Because otherwise you can get up in a bit of a mess. You try and automate things and then it's not like how you wanted it to be or like it doesn't go where you wanted it to go or you realize that actually that doesn't really work. So get your steps, try it, work it through for a few days and then automate the little pieces that you can around transferring information. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. From what I understood, it's just like really pick the thing that, takes you the most time in your business 
try to map out the different step that you need yeah. to go to and then yes, exactly. see what needs people what needs um that doesn't need people that can be automated try it out mm -hmm. and then tweak it and then try it again <laughs> yes basically very well said nice and concise oh, i like that and i think it's just you're so right i think content in our world in the online world is like a lot of a lot of time and also a mm. lot of hours build to your team for me that's what i, yeah. I figured we take a lot of time you know like um for example planning podcast you know like mm -hmm. back and forth with guests and like contract you have the editing and then you have the teasers and then you have the podcast and the show notes and then all of that is like so much step but you do it every time for each episode so exactly. for example something that we could automate in a lot of areas I guess exactly and you can kind of when you have something like that that's so standardized what I always encourage even if, you, if you're not a techie person and actually I even if you are a techie person so much of life can be made easier with templates mm. yeah like, I love templates, you, I love templates. I love like templates. templates are the uh, best their life exactly so for your podcast like mm. template to the guest template yeah. info I need from the guest templates yeah. for all the content templates for everything and just having that you'll find you save hours yeah. hours of time because it's the same every time and that's the thing so much of business and so much of what we do in business is the same every time so if we can take out all of that kind of churn around creating the same thing again and again you're then left with all of this free time and all of that kind of like freedom that you can use to be creative and yeah, think about how how do we grow the podcast how do we grow the business because I'm not worried about like where is all the stuff coming uh -uh. from I can now really shift my mindset to be like okay how does this grow like where do I want to put this what do I want to do with it what does that look like I like that I like that there's a thing that you said that was just like there's something we always do that are repetitive yeah. for each client or for each content and then automating that just free up your space for you to focus only on the things that actually need you as a person as a as a soul as a brain that only you can do And it's actually exactly. what usually makes you in fire. Like I know that what we do right now is what makes me super happy, you know? But then when I have to feel like, oh my God, did I got her bio? Did I get her question? Did I get, I'm just like, oh, maybe like I forgot that. And just like something that just like crippling in your mind and it's not, it doesn't feel nice. You're just like, mm. I have to not forget it. I have to not forget the consent form. <laughs> you know, you just have those things in your head that popping up. Exactly, exactly. So templates, templates all the way. <laughs> okay so what client do you usually work for so do you work for like coaches or um, agency or anything like that so I actually work for a lot of different people which I love because as you kind of gathered I like to work on different things <laughs> so I work with a lot of coaches consultants and then agencies okay. but the kind of people I love to work with are these kind of creatives So wherever there's a creative person where they're doing it for themselves and just looking to grow or if they've got an agency and they're looking to grow it and they have this vision, I just love to get involved in working with them. And, and, and it is slightly different depending on like where they are and what they're doing and whether they have a team or not. We focus mm -hmm. on different things, but the process is always the same. The process is always around understanding what are the key things that are going on? How can we simplify them? Where can we use templates? And what can we automate? <laughs> always the same 
but I love being able to just dive into these different kind of types of service businesses. It is always service businesses. Mm. So, but whether you're a freelancer or an agency or just a consultant, then oh, what would that's great i think we have so much we got so much out of what you all shared with us because you had like such i think you're coming from a whole different you can see that you came from different field but you always use uh, sops and system and things like that so you can really see that that's not only like for services for everything in life you can actually automate and systemize a lot of things in your different side of your life and i think it's amazing that you bring that knowledge and put it like that way and can actually help people just free their minds. I think it's like so much in your head. So it's amazing. I want you to talk to us about what do you offer at the moment? Do you have any like um, things that you want to share with our audience and how they can reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So right now uh, we have two main offers. So we have an FSOP writing service. So this is for you if you're really kind of like just thinking about systems or structures or you've got a few things in place, but they're not really working the same way, the way that you want to do. We'll basically come in and help you map out and create all of that process documentation and make recommendations on how you streamline. And then my second offer is really when you're kind of like looking to scale, this is when we can do the full build out for you. So my team will come in with you, we'll look at your vision, where you want to get to, and we'll work with you to kind of like co-create that in, in with your system. So we'll build out all the tech, all the project management, all the SOPs and processes for you. And like in the course of a month, everything will be in place all of that kind of like connection and data flow will be happening and at the end you'll just be able to really focus on what lights you up on being creative and that kind of magnetism is what will really bring in the clients and what will just really help you to be booked out in a way that just fills you up and allows you to live that freedom Oh, that's amazing. I will put also all the link from Claire and everything in the show notes. So you guys just don't forget to go there so you can find all the information and you can reach out to her if you need any help or if you have any question about automation, system, process and everything. Thank you so much, Claire, for, for coming on the podcast and for sharing all of that with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. Thank you for listening to the No Fluff Society podcast. Be sure to visit our website, leticia.co, to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. And don't forget, if you love the No Fluff Society podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review. Until next time, don't forget, if I can do it, so can you. <laughs>